Last time on Godzilla the Series. Our heroes, Heat, and their teenage Zilla continue to ethically murder their way through countless kaiju. After a close encounter with a giant rat's nest in the sewers of New York, the manifestation of white nerd rage which looks suspiciously like the Cloverfield monster, proving that the Loch Ness monster is real, which didn't need to be proven because we already knew that, and a clever reimagining of the giant bee, aka Queen Bitch, script for the sequel to G98, our heroes find themselves en route to the far-off shores of Japan. And now our story continues. We interrupt this program to bring you... A giant of limitless power. What would happen, they wondered. Why not try? Nuclear fission to build the first atomic bomb. Man has released from within the atom's heart not one, but many giants. Welcome to Tokyo Signals, the bite-sized kaiju podcast for all your Freudian slip needs. I'm Rob, and joining me today live from a control bunker for his giant robot is my socially distant best friend. I'm I'm Cameron. Sorry, it's just oh. R9 is really going nuts back there. <laughs> hey man, how's Stop it going? It. It's good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My cat just hurried over to chomp on my ankles <laughs> in a loving way. Yeah, that's how he shows um, his affection. That's how he shows his affection. If y'all have never seen a fat cat run with purpose, it is the it is just the greatest thing. It's just the purest joy on this earth. Eddie hustles. You know he, when he's got to get somewhere. I've seen it. It's great. Yeah. When he's got to go, he's got to go. And nothing's <laughs> going to stop him. <laughs> he, it seems like he should be wearing a business suit and like carrying a small briefcase when he really gets going. You know what? I do have a tie. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I got this tie that the groomers gave Mav when they cut all his hair off and made him look ridiculous. <laughs> um, they put a little tie on him like, this will fix it. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you could uh, join me to watch this episode. It was... It was a real one. I, you know, definitely some highs and lows. Definitely uh, some highs and lows. But uh, I think we'll talk about that more when we get to our like least and uh, least and favorite moments. Oh yeah. Um, speaking of, do you want me to explain the plot? Uh, please do, Rob. The land of the rising sun is beset by a terrible new menace. Some slithering thing is creeping up to hikers and covering them with a viscous, semi-translucent substance. Don't worry. It's not what you think. It's just King Cobra. Godzilla and Heat make their way to Japan to deal with this sadistic serpent, only to encounter a Yeti. Watch out! (laughs) Watch out for his nipples, Godzilla! They're filled with rockets! That's right, this Yeti is mechanical. Will Godzilla manage to fend off these new rivals? What will happen to those hikers? And will we find out who's piloting my new favorite mecha? Find out this time on Godzilla the series. The main thing is that it's not Domo and Kashu, and so it's, <sighs> you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be a little bit disappointed, but it, it, you know, it was clever. It's, you know, yeah, it's a yeah. I like the concept behind it. I remember not seeing it coming when I first saw it when I was like eight. <laughs> I didn't see it coming when I was watching it when I was thirty-two years old, just a while ago. Yeah, I, that sounded snarky, but I don't mean like oh, it's telegraphed. I mean like I remembered it from when I was eight. <laughs> so. 
Um, speaking of uh, piloting, I guess we can actually talk about our new character, uh, Doctor Ifakube. Which, Do you get it? Yeah, that's yeah. Little, it's you know it's kind of on the nose. I mean, I guess it's better than if it was like Doctor Serizawa, you know. Yeah, I mean, I like the I like I feel like this is cuter than if it had been like an actual character in the Godzilla movie. Yeah, I like that it was. Yeah, I think that I was... think a doctor a doctor Hak- uh, a doctor Hakajima would have been. Ooh, Doctor Nakajima. Been... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been cute. That would have been nice. Um, but essentially, Doctor Fukube is a, another like scientist in the world of Godzilla the series. Godzilla. Um, and she has created a like an AI system that. Uh, uh, is very similar to uh, uh, Nigel's, but like less dynamic than Nigel. Uh, so immediately, like there's a connection between her and uh, 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 Kree- Krieger. Nope, Craven. Craven. Oh my gosh. Uh, I think Krieger is and... the guy from. No, I'm thinking Doctor Petruger from Doom. Oh yeah. Uh, Whoops. Krieger's some other bad guy. Krieger's somebody. We'll 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 figure it out. It'll come back to me later. But yeah, her and Craven have kind of like an immediate like. Oh, like he kind of actually is like a cool action hero in this because at one point, like they do get captured by the evil, like, uh, or not evil, but like the evil, the, the people who have been attacking them this whole time, which end up being like a secret Japanese military force, the Japanese Um, secret special forces. Yeah. Who like, you know, they, they round them up after like Godzilla starts fighting the Yeti and like reveals that it's a giant, like robot monster. Yeah, by uh, burning its skin off <laughs> in one of the I mean, we'll get to that probably in favorite moments. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, he's kind of like, oh, I like I love your work. Like, no, I fully like, you know, I disagree with your detractors anyway. And then he like gets his robot to grab or Nigel to grab her. And he's like, yeah, so listen, you can't you're not going to do anything because I could electrocute you. And that would be very bad for you. Anyway, everyone put your guns down you to get electrocuted. <laughs> It was just like, oh, okay, yeah, like look okay, at him yeah, really taking the like action hero like, uh, uh, like moment of the episode. Way to go, Wendell. Um, they eventually kind of like uh, deal with each other's like you know like tensions and uh, like work together to restart uh, the uh, the Robo the Cyber Yeti after he gets uh, chomped on by uh, King Cobra. Yeah, King Cobra bites him in the back of the neck and he shorts out and then flops yeah. to the ground. Um, so it's like it's definitely like a fun team up moment for him. And uh, yeah, I think I think like the two work together like in tandem pretty well. Yeah, better than better than I they use this character better than I thought they would. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about the new monsters for this episode. Uh, so that we can get into our favorite moments. Yeah. Um, so the first is uh, is King Cobra, who is a reoccurring monster who shows up later. Um, so the first thing that we should note is that he is a giant slithering cobra. He's just a, he's what he's a, he's a cobra. Oh, oh, I didn't get that. Yeah. Yeah, I missed that. <laughs> Um, except instead of like the normal, like frill, like a uh, crown that like a Cobra has, it's got spikes coming out of it as well. Yeah. Um, additionally, he has like a very, like, uh, like his color tones are, he's got a very like, you know, uh, beige belly, which is very snake-like, but then right above that, he's got this like 
thin layer of red that goes all the way from his like neck down to his tail. And then up on the top of him, on the top of his head, he's got a, like a navy blue color. Um, one of the things I really like about this design is that he's not very, like he's not just purely Cobra. They're you know going they're leaning into that mutant kind of vibe with yeah. giving him a very like bat like face. You know, like the nose is like bar- like the nostrils are very flared and have like that like point to them that like you see in yeah. bats. Um, as well as like a big underbite and this gross long like spiky tongue. Yeah, like it's got all kinds of like. I don't know. Things coming off of it. Yeah. Yeah. This is a gross tendril. Speaking it's of gross, gross tendril, uh it it's spits this weird goop. Um Yeah, it does. That is a like protein inhibitor thing that like stops the like process of creatures like metabolizing. So essentially what it's doing is capturing hikers from around Japan, covering them in this viscous, semi-translucent, kind of mm. whitish matter mm-hmm. that sticks them up against the wall, uh, that it spits out. And then it's seemingly making a nest for itself to eat or feed its young later. Okay. Well, it would be fun if there was a Japanese word for that, but I can't think of anything yeah if only there was a if only there was a japanese word for like what it's doing to these hikers yeah for like covering them in a in a thick viscous yeah semi really covering them in it yeah the full body like a full yeah. body's worth of goop on them i but i can't i can't for the life of me think of any yeah so i guess yeah. we'll just move on and not explore that any further i guess we could just yeah roll on to the next one do you want to describe robo yeti robo yeti <laughs> yeah i'd shell. love to um <laughs> heroes in a uh, okay so first off <laughs> he's a yeti yeti yeah, so yeah. he's a big gorilla he's got his his arms are the length of his body mm-hmm. he's got a weird he looks like a he looks like he was in a thrash metal band in the 80s that didn't really work out but he's still clinging to that dream Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, like he's got like long scraggly hair. Yeah. So he's got like white yeti, like he's like a gorilla, but he's yeah. got like, you know, like it, white it, yeti fur and yeah. then purple weird hair. A mane of purple hair. Like long, yeah. long, draped down over his shoulders and back hair. Yeah. I really want to I, I I could braid that. Yeah. Yeah. You would need another robot to do it. Or she a large it. comb made out of a giant fish. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Somewhere I've heard that before, but I just can't think of where. Somewhere the image um, of a yeti just—I don't—I don't know. Just I don't know. Familiar, you know. Uh, he's also got a real wild face. Yeah. Uh, he's got a big red nose. Uh, <laughs> the inside of his mouth is all blue, with these big honking teeth. Yeah, big old chompers. Big old chompers. Um. And then uh, he fights Godzilla, and Godzilla hits him with his atomic breath, and we find out the inside of his mouth is blue, yes. because all of him is blue, because he's a robot. <gasps> oh, yeah, he, he looks very... literally starts melting, and like they fully like show like the flesh part of the face like liquefying and like, slu- yeah. like sloughing off of like the mechanical face. Ugh. It's pretty cool. It's great. He goes full Terminator. Yeah. 
Which also, without his without his skin, he looks like a Terminator, but of a gorilla. Absolutely. Yeah. He's still, like, it's the same basic shape, gorilla shape, uh, except his, like, hands are now very, like, thin and mechanical with these big bolts where the knuckles would be. Yeah. Um, and then up in, like, the, the torso area, there's, like, these, it's, you know, he can crack open, like, a Giver unit, and he's got rows of missiles and machine gun turrets in his yeah. chest. Yeah. Which I'm into. Yes. Um, Love that. Ooh, and in his, like, he's got, like, Spider-Man grappling hooks that he can shoot out of his palms uh, that can, like, wrap around Godzilla and electrify him. Yeah. Uh, It's extremely good. It's Uh, very good. he's, He's a very good robot. It's just, like, such a fun thing to see, like, this show develop its lore as like you're watching it because it's basically this you know robo yeti was made as a response to hey there are more and more giant monsters showing up just around the planet there are all these mutations and we see our first you know like how are these countries trying to deal with this because so far america's reaction has just been shoot it shoot them shoot them and hope that nick totopolis shows up eventually with his kaiju son yep shoot it until the the boy shows up (laughs) whereas this it's like this you know secret military op where they were like we're going to use ai to build a giant like mech based off of some of the lore we've already established which is ai exists in this world in the form of nigel well it turns out other you know scientists have been working on their own versions of ai um which this one is kind of I can't quite figure out exactly because it seems like it's either partially controlled by just like a headset that you can talk into. But mm-hmm. also when we first see him, doctor or see her, Dr. Fukube is sitting at a control panel, like typing on stuff and giving commands to the robot. So I don't know if Robo Yeti is fully voice activated with the AI or if it's like pilotable, like a mech. I, I kind of feel like it's both because yeah, Monique takes a little handset and shouts some voice commands. Yeah. Which the Yeti then carries out. Yeah. And then gets chomped on real bad. And then gets killed immediately. This Yeti doesn't fare much better than Nigel, actually. No, not at all. It's really a shame because, like, he's doing super well against Godzilla. And then the second the, like, King Cobra shows up, it's just a wash, you know? The King Cobra really just kind of wrecks them both. Yeah. but For most of the show. Yeah. Yeah, there isn't, like, really a turning point. Like, I kind of thought, like, oh, by working together, they're going to be able to defeat... I, I guess I'll say that for least favorite moments, but... Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. That's kind of, like, that's the new characters and the giant monsters for this one. Uh, yep. Do you want to start diving into our favorite and least favorite moments? Yes, I do. Ooh. Uh, do you want to start with favorite? Let's start with favorite. Yeah. Start high, go low. Start high, and... Hit low, Hit just then. like the Cobra would do. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want to start us off, or do you want me? Uh, you go ahead, because I want to see who's going to pick... The moment? Th- the moment. So you go first. Okay. So, all right. This is... I kind of have two favorite moments. One is like a little like tiny thing, and then, honestly, it's like the middle fight is amazing. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, you, you come here for the small details. So, pretty early on, uh, as they're going to Japan to, like, deal with this, like, uh, this kaiju threat, you know, like, hey, there's 
people just disappearing out like while they're hiking and there's giant like tracks of dirt like ripped up like in the area around it so Mm. heat goes out there again ethical they're like the humanitarian uh environmental uh analysis team so just remember that they're like the humanitarian that's their goal is to be like you know we're gonna we're gonna save these species uh oops so of course the first thing they're doing is being like man we can't we gotta kill all these monsters and then we do get like a hint a little thing an idea where one uh where uh um one character is like, oh, hey, what if we just like put them all on an island or something? And they're like, ha, that would be island. ridiculous if we had a monster island of any variety. Don't be stupid, Mendel. <laughs> but then after they land, it cuts over back to, you know, somewhere over the ocean. And there's a there's an airplane flying <laughs> towards Japan. And a little boy looks out the window and he looks down and swimming in the water is our, our teenage our, our teenage boy zilla making his way to the shore of japan and uh the little kid p- presses his face up against the window he's like mommy it's gojira it's look it's gojira and then like her response is like that's ridiculous what would gojira be doing in japan and that's just <laughs> such a like i mean okay first off it doesn't quite match up with like what we know about the movie because didn't like he show up in like or off the coast I'm of japan sure or something? he did yeah Cause I thought that's where the name came from <laughs> still. Um, second of all, it's just like, I mean, it's, it's just super on the nose. So it's very funny, like dumb yeah. humor, you know, which I love personally. Um, then I really do have to like touch on how great the, the first fight sequences in this one, uh, uh, between Robo Yeti and Godzilla. Yes, yeah. Where, yeah. Our team is all pre- like, you know, they've set up their base camp and like they're hiding out from the military and trying to figure out like, okay, what's making this weird sticky substance? Like, you know, what's getting all this again? Like, I wish there was like a word for it, but like, you what's know, this, getting all this goo all over the place, all over like a, a massive amount of, of just a whole lot. Yeah. Like it almost just, looks like it could have come from multiple sources. Yeah. Because yeah, of how much there focused. is. It's yeah, weird to think. just a lot. But it just came from one thing again. It one, just came from one thing. One large noodle looking like yeah, snake. One old, large snake, you know. Big old noodle. Yeah. And uh, so they're doing their research and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's been one hint where they found some like white fur on the ground and you don't know exactly how many you don't know there are two monsters up to this point you just know that like people are disappearing there's a weird sticky goop and now also there's like weird hair on the ground the only thing they notice is like hey this hair is like not biological it's synthetic hair and they're like that's weird anyway anyway giant yeti comes up over the side of a mountain and starts just destroying their base camp yeah, pretty like closely murdering, like almost murdering them multiple times in the process, and it's only through like sheer luck that they don't get killed, which does yeah. make the next scene kind of weird because it's just like, yeah, we're just gonna arrest you, we're not gonna kill you. Um, we tried, it didn't work. <laughs> but the the yeti starts like destroying their base camp, and thank goodness our giant teenage son shows up to save the day. Um, uh, Godzilla and this thing start tussling, and at first it's like already a pretty cool fight. But after Robo Yeti's like skin gets melted off and he accesses all of his robot capabilities where he's yeah. shooting like 
electrified tentacles out and he's wrapping them around Godzilla and like throwing them all over the place. He's like doing RKOs on Godzilla. It's so good, man. Doing wrestling <sighs> moves. They say something kind of racist about the judo moves that he uses. Oh yeah, that's a bad scene where That's uh, a bad one. He's like, Oh, he just did a judo flip. What? Was Jackie Chan training him? Oh boy. Uh it was the nineties. Uh, Maybe they it was didn't the nineties. Which we're going to touch on more in our least yep. favorite moments. Uh, yeah, we are. Um, but uh, that fight scene outside of that bad line is really, really fun. Like, it's very, very well, like, choreographed. There's only one sequence where, like, the electricity is, like, too bright. And they could have, like, darkened the, like, shininess of, like, the strobe effect. And it would have yeah. been, like, perfectly choreographed. But for, like, a, you know three or four minute long fight it feels super impactful especially because it's got phases where you have like the full haired yeti and then he melts and then it's this like cyber thing that is like immune to atomic fire and then like godzilla just can't really get much of a hit in on it so it's just yeah. it's very good it's very good it feels almost like a boss fight oh yeah absolutely with the multiple phases and yeah yeah it's very good Ugh. God, Robo Yeti's just so cool. I really, yeah. I, apparently, he doesn't show back up ever, which is a shame. Yeah, they just leave him destroyed. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't know. It ends with like a kind of flirty line where Doctor Ifukube is like, "I need Doctor Craven to stay here for science." What, what does she think? say exactly? She's like, uh, "For um, a consultation." Consultation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for some scientific consultation yeah <laughs> wink 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 um yeah what's your least favorite rub no i'll say my most favorite oh let's, yeah let's keep this energy up <laughs> keep it um keep it positive <laughs> we'll keep it positive for now i liked the i liked the airplane joke i liked the god just the choreography in the fights is so good oh yeah yeah, like Robo Yeti does a lot of like wrestling moves on Godzilla, and that's very good. Yeah, um, I really like King Cobra's design. This was one of my favorites when I was a kid. Yeah, I like his weird spiny bat wings mm. on his on his Cobra hood. Yeah, and just when he comes out, I can't state this enough. Like Robo Yeti and Godzilla both don't know how to fight him, and he just. <laughs> Just thrashes them, just wrecks them, just throws them all around. Yeah, there's a reoccurring theme in most of these scripts, and there's different writers on like pretty much every episode where yeah. Godzilla gets wrapped up and then can't fight. And like this one, it makes the most sense, but literally since like the Hetera episode, there's been something that will wrap around Godzilla, and it's like. They're suffocating my son. You know? They're suffocating my boy. My boy. I'm a save yeah. him. And it's, you'd think Godzilla, this Godzilla especially, you'd think he'd figure it out. At this point. You know. He's, he's not, not a grapple fighter. He doesn't have he's any He's not grapples. a grapple fighter. He's not good at ground fighting or whatever they call it in UFC. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the so a lot of the super science in this is really cool. Like the, Ooh, the yeah. mobile command center they use for the Robo Yeti. Like, as soon as it came up, I said to Rob, like, oh, that's a, that's a cool toy. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that's a good toy. If, oh, it's, it's very G.I. Joe. 
If they had have made like a whole toy line out of this, which apparently they really wanted to, and then it just didn't happen because the movie was such a huge flop. Yeah. Um, I can absolutely see this and like the Robo Yeti being like a toy, you know? Yeah. God. I would buy Robo Yeti. Oh, I'd buy Robo Yeti today. I'd still buy a Robo Yeti. I'd buy most of these monster designs in toy form. (laughs) Yeah. So do it toy makers yeah get at it NECA I know you're listening trend masters are you still around no probably no. somewhere Maybe. in a basement lurking <laughs> waiting <laughs> but yeah just the the aesthetic of this episode in particular is really really cool yeah yeah that's fair that was uh, my that was my favorite thing outside of the middle fight <laughs> which again uh, is Terminator Yeti and it's so good god damn ah uh, um so now we got to talk about our least favorite moments. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we got to. Uh, there's a handful of things I do want to mention. While I do yeah. think this episode is extremely good, it does kind of let itself down towards the end where the final fight is like kind of almost nothing compared to how good the middle fight is, uh, which is. Yeah. And with how gonna... strong King Cobra has been depicted as being. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, they basically set up like, OK, we revitalized our Robo Yeti with like a microchip from uh, Nigel, which is a huge missed opportunity because they put Nigel's like AI brain into this giant robot and it doesn't stand up and start saying Nigel stuff. Yeah, it like, doesn't do Ugh. even one pop culture reference. And when it gets if inevitably destroyed, it doesn't scream. It doesn't scream. And that's such a shame. Uh, It's. It just kind of like fizzles out. Like it's still a fun fight at the end. Although at one point, uh, Godzilla gets like goop. Gets the again. I, I really wish I had a. There's a gotta name for be it. a word. He gets the goop in his eyes. Yeah, and so and he can't see. So his eyes are closed, but his mouth is like open. Yeah, to kind of help him navigate. You know what I he mean? Can, he can still sniff. He can smell. He can still sniff. Yeah. Um. But. Essentially, like, him and King Cobra start fighting in downtown Tokyo. And it's like, oh, okay, this could be, like, a fun action-packed scene. Robo Yeti shows up, is immediately destroyed by, yeah. like, uh, like by the uh, King Cobra. Yeah, after... King Cobra gives him a squeeze. He helps, like, three people that have been gooped. And yeah, then immediately like... is crushed. Doesn't do his, like, <laughs> doesn't do a uh, Nigel yell, yeah. which would have been perfect. Would have been then, perfect. Godzilla like gets you know like uh, uh, <laughs> this scene is so dumb. Uh, Here's mud so in your eye. The helicopter that Nick Tatopoulos is in flies over to his son, and like he does an action one liner to spray the like degooping agent into Godzilla's eyes. But he and does this the is wrong his son. one. And the one liner that he uses, is, "Here's mud in your eyes, pal," and it's like that's like a. That's like an action phrase you say as you like push a bad guy off of a thing or something. Like it's a like it's a it's like a hero like you know big moment thing. But you're literally yeah, just you like say that to a villain, not helping your, your son, son see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not not blessing your son with the gift of sight once again. <laughs> it's just kind of like, what are you guys doing? Why would you write Why this? Why would you as... do it like this? I guess you could have just like I mean because in the like in the previous thing like episodes where when they've had to save Godzilla they've had one liners, but this one rings the weirdest like it definitely falls flat, um, 
because it doesn't make any sense. It's still it's still a fun scene, and overall the action in this scene, while not as cool as like that middle fight, uh, probably for budget reasons, uh, is still fun. It's just it could have been cooler if we had have had a tag team battle that then led to Mecha Yeti or Robo Yeti being destroyed. Yeah, it would have been nice to see them working together to get like the Cobra, but it just kind of like happens really fast. Yeah, it just kind of like oh we're we're done. Yeah. So yeah, like Godzilla is blinded and then they fix it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cameron, do you want to talk about the the other issues? <laughs> Let's talk about the thing. So taking place in Japan, there's a lot of Japanese characters. Yeah. And we looked it up and Rob, will you tell us how many Japanese voice actors? So they had used. They had. <laughs> They had two Asian American voice actors, yeah, uh, come on and uh, do every single Asian character. So yeah. that's already kind of like, oh, oh, well. Um, mm. But there are multiple like instances of just like, Ugh, like oh, you know, no. shoulder like collar pulling, like like an- anxious, yeah. like Ugh. every every time they cut to just like an establishing shot of the landscape in japan there's this like just kind of generic oriental sounding music cue which does not sound japanese it sounds like i can't remember what it's called but it sounds like a chinese instrument that i've seen in a hundred like wirefu movies yes but yeah it definitely like pings of like we found a like a midi of like asian music dot mp3 on napster yeah and then and we we're just gonna play use that it for all of Asia. Every time. Every time Every we cut time. to an establishing shot. It's like, oh. Yeah. Then there was the the like, oh, it's look it looks like he learned judo. What did Jackie yeah. Chan teach him? It's like, like wow, ah. Jackie Chan does not do judo. I mean, maybe he does, but it not in like a <laughs> that's it's not, not what he's known for. I mean, that's like a like a family guy joke ten like you know, twenty years later. When they're like, oh, everyone in Chinatown is is Jackie Chan. Ha, ha, ha. And it's like, ha, ha, ah. We're lampshading racism. Except they're not lampshading it. They're nope. just, they thought it was a fun line. They're just doing racism and being just like, it was 1998. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, God. It's, so that's uncomfortable. Yeah. And they, they just kind of keep bouncing off of, like, you know, full-blown racism <laughs> throughout yeah. the episode. Like, Dr. Craven... Uh, says that he likes Dr. Ifukube's work and she goes, Domo Arigato. Uh, Which, wow. Okay. And then they call Yeti, Yeti Roboto. Yeah. Which, wow. I mean, I guess it's just like, they're like speaking in like, you know, uh, Japanese, uh, uh, like accented English. And then like, you know, when you throw like lines like that in for your English audience to go like, I know that one. I know that one. It's like ooh, I've heard that song. It's fine, but yeah. it's and like, every uh, everybody sounds like they are seconds away from saying like an awesome or a most honorable or just something just like oh we're so close oh boy we're about to fall right into the dark abyss. <laughs> There's definitely some like scripting issues that could have been cleaned up where it's like yeah. oh no please um, yeah it's it's obvious that they did a Simpsons and didn't ask any asian people about their asian characters yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, anyway. There also, oh, there's like, uh, at one point, uh, uh, someone corrects Dr. Uh, Ifakube when she's like, when she says Gojira, he's like, hey, it's Godzilla, all right? <laughs> and it's like, hey, uh, it's Godzilla. He's ours now. I thought that was kind of like, you know, again, I think it was supposed to be the same vein of joke of like Godzilla in Japan, but it just really missed the mark. Whereas yeah. like one is like clearly referential to it's a Japanese property being made in America. And so like, haha, do you get the joke? Do you see the yeah, bit? Like the first, the first one is cute. The second yes. one is like, oh, mm, that's not as weirdly good. aggressive. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's just kind of like consistently has these like undertones as you're watching where you're like oh no oh Ew. no fortunately it's not like the main focus of the episode they don't really like stick on like japanese characters or really like what is happening in, in japan with like this giant monster attacking like hikers yeah it so could have been a lot worse it could have been really bad yeah uh but it's you know it's still like a sticking point that you notice uh, especially you know in like 2020 you're gonna yeah. like pick up on these kinds of things especially since uh we realized halfway through the episode that um the 75th anniversary of hiroshima just passed oh boy which oh boy as a metaphor sending <laughs> sending atomic energy to japan to solve a problem is yeah Kind of. Don't worry, Japan. America's coming to solve all your problems with our atomic monster. Kind of. Oh kinda, boy. Kind of rings of like a like a. Again, it, it was a different time. It was a different time. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like they definitely didn't do anything on purpose. They just skated by on what was acceptable at the time. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. So that's something that you'll notice in this episode, but it's, I don't think it's enough to, well, we'll get to that in final thoughts, I guess. Yeah, we'll um, get there. Speaking of, do you want to do our final thoughts? You know what? No. No? Okay. No, I do want to do our final thoughts. Oh, I was like, oh, we can just, we can just, ta- we can just chat. Do you want we can to just kind of hang out. Yeah. Yeah. I took a picture of Eddie with a tie on. Do you want me to send that to you? Yeah. Can you just send that to me? This is okay, going to be a great. two hour long episode where we just like talk about Eddie and ties. We just then, talk about how great Eddie is. And then at the very end of the episode, we go like, oh yeah, it was pretty fun. Oh, and also <laughs> the episode was good. Um, yeah, it is. a. I mean, it's like the whole, basically the whole series. It's very solid. The action is handled really, really well. And Robo Ooh, yeah. Yeti is the coolest. <laughs> Once again, Phil Barlow knocks it out of the park with the designs. Every yeah. creature feels so cool. Um, I love King Cobra. I'm very glad that he's going to be a recurring character and we're going to see more of him. I, I haven't seen further episodes. I kind of like stopped right here because the next three episodes are a big story arc. Yeah, uh, a whole big thing. We'll save that for later. Don't worry. That's not yeah. going to be the next episode of Signals, but it's coming soon. Trust me. Oh, it's coming. Coming um, in the water. Hmm. Additionally, like there's this, there's just like a really like the first. I'd say the first like two thirds of this episode are super well paced. The action is really really fun, and then it's only that last third where like it takes a drop off. Mm-hmm. Where the final fight is still entertaining, but it was it like cut too many corners. Yeah, they're like, oh, we're running out of time. Yeah, we're running out of time. This is a twenty minute episode. Yeah. yeah. 
it would have been fun to see like you know a judo throw on a giant snake and then that like yeah. opens him up to like godzilla doing a big hit on him something like that where we got it would to have been see... great to see a frankenstein uh conquers the earth where rebel yeti just picks the snake mm. up by the tip of his tail and just spins him around yeah just yeah. seeing like some kind of combo move between Robo Yeti and Godzilla would have been extremely yeah. fun to see. Oh, and, Rob, I love team attacks. Ah, yeah, they're super good. They're I, super good. Listen, I played Chrono Cross or Chrono Cross and Chrono Trigger. Yeah, uh, I know Any all Chrono about game. I know all about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I agree. There's there's like just a few n- missing notes in this perfect song. Yeah. It falls know? a little bit short. And there's also the racism. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> God, you know, just a little thing just thrown in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wish that Rebel Yeti had screamed. <laughs> just one, one Nigel yell would have been one very, Nigel very yell. nice to get. Yeah. If we had just yeah. made Nigel big. Just oh, once. One night, one big Nigel. One, just one night of a big Nigel. One, one day. Just a, just a full, you know. Nigel's g- big day. Give me the Cinderella, <laughs> the Cinderella episode where Nigel makes a wish. To his fairy godmother and becomes big. I want to be big. Where Nigel hacks a Zoltar machine. And then they try and find. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different. Yeah. Okay. You went with a different route with that one. I went with a different yeah. route. I was I like really it. focused on the word big. <laughs> I like it. And that. then Nigel gets in a uh, heated uh, years long feud with a uh, another robot from the West Coast. <laughs> who. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's a it's a Biggie Smalls joke. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a that's a competition. Uh, competition, a very very good episode worth checking out. There are definitely some like pain points, some yeek. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess I'll we'll see you all on the next episode of uh, of Signals. But more importantly, uh, this continues our crossover month. And not really this episode of Signals, but uh, our next episode of Tokyo uh, Lives will be a a crossover with Gargantua cast. I'm extremely excited. I made some very, very very good, very goofy cover art for both episodes. Uh, So I'm really excited about that. (laughs) Yeah. I hope that you, in case you weren't satisfied with six Ultramen and eight Ultramen is like too many. What I if, think that this one's going to be real good for you. What about what about having more than six Ultraman, Ultra Brothers in one episode? Uh-huh. More yeah. than six? Just yeah, but less than well, eight. Okay, like you said, eight is too many. Eight is too many. Eight is too many. That's a know. lot of ultras. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trust me, that's too many ultras. <laughs> that is too many ultras. That's too many specium beams. <laughs> uh, but I'm extremely excited about that. And I'm extremely yeah, excited to, to see this picture of Eddie wearing a tie. Yeah. Um, but yeah. All right, everyone. Uh, I'll catch you all on the next episode of Tokyo Signals. Bye. This concludes this test of the emergency broadcast system. Oh, it's Bukaki. It was Bukaki. That was Oh. The... Yeah. Yep. <sighs>
that was the yeah, word. Turns out it's Bukaki. Yep. Yeah. Well. <laughs> there we go. That's it. Perfection. <laughs>